on this episode, we learn how a woman's fashion brand absolutely smashed this cyber weekend with over $400,000 in sales and 7x ROAS. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X E-Commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. This episode is brought to you by Clavio, the game-changing email automation tool, period. Now, Clavio is running a video docu-series called Beyond Black Friday. They're following three e-commerce brands, um, Chobby's, Sonski, and Love This Project in this docu-series. And what they're trying to do is get to understand their holiday marketing strategy and also their marketing strategies beyond Black Friday and the holiday period. So you guys can get a lot of inspiration on what to do right now, what to do beyond Black Friday. It is very, very interesting that 12 videos and they drop them every week check them out i think they're they're moving every week just check it out and uh, you know let us know what you think welcome 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 to access to the 2x e-commerce podcast show and i'm your host kunle campbell this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail not on not at the enterprise and neither at um, the micro retail level we're at the fine middle and we're help to we're geared to help you you know, grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimate these sales. On today's show, um, we are going to be talking about Black Friday success. Black Friday success, you know, um, basically um, on the previous episode, you must have um, heard about um, the, the Clavio, um, you know, um, Black Friday success. Today is you know, um, what you expect, which is Facebook, you know, marketing. And I have you know, um, with me, uh, a Facebook marketing expert. Her name is Chris. She's the founder of one of the fastest growing Facebook advertising agencies. She's based in New York. It's called Sugatan. Um, fantastic looking agency. They've generated $1.4 million in global revenues in just five months in e-commerce, in the e-commerce small, medium business space. And um, she's here to tell us about uh, seven ROAS um, you know, um, marketing campaign over Black Friday via Facebook. So they, they, they managed to generate over $400,000 in, in revenue for one of their B2C clients, um, if I'm not mistaken, in the women's clothing niche. Okay. Um, and yeah, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Chris to the show. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me, Kunle. I really appreciate it. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I probably didn't do you justice with regards to the intro. Um, could you take a minute or less to introduce yourself and your agency, please? 
Sure. Yeah, we're Subaton. And uh, we started in actually just this year in June, and we've been growing very rapidly. Um, our niche is in the e-commerce niche, and our MO is we want to deliver, uh, our ultimate goal is to deliver 6x ROI uh, consistently across all of our clients. Right now, we're at uh, 5.3 X. So we have 0.7 X to go. <laughs> yep. and, but we are a team of international, uh, remote team members as well as client based. And, uh, we're just, we're just doing the grind. We love, love, love this game. And we service, uh, small to medium sized businesses in the e-commerce space, generating between 700 K in annual revenue up to $10 million in annual revenue. Fantastic. I like the fact that um, you're just 0.07%, you know, short of your 6x. Yeah. <laughs> um, fantastic. Um, so do you pre-select, are you very selective with the kind of clients? Do they have to check certain boxes like, you know, um, perhaps, um, you know, worldwide shipping, um, you know, direct to consumers? What, what kind of e-commerce businesses do you work with? Yeah, so uh, they we work with all sorts of different verticals and niches, but they do have to meet very specific requirements, such as a minimum AOV of $45 for uh, over a period of 30 days. If we feel like it can be um, sold in Instagram, then we lower that AOV to $35. Their website has already have to be converting at 1.25%. Mm-hmm. And then they have to be generating at least 60K in monthly revenue. Um, and then we do. We also do a further qualification. We do. Um, we do a test phase with the client for about three weeks, no contracts, just to see what for us to one gauge the scalability of a campaign, and two, just to see what the partnership would be like working with that client over, let's say, a period of six months. I love that because you're establishing, they they need to establish proof of concept. You don't want to help them, you know, find the proof of concept and and then you scale their success, which is, which is where, where, you know, which is, which is the right thing to do. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Let's talk about Black Friday. How many campaigns did you guys, you know, work on over Black Friday? Oh my gosh. Black week. Oh my gosh. So we worked, we worked probably, it was about eight of our clients that we did a Black Friday push. And the case study that we're talking about in particular is our most successful campaign. And the reason for that is because we actually um, did some uh, uh, nurturing uh, a week before Black Friday. We launched a a pre-Black Friday um, advertising campaign and we did a a traffic campaign where we led them over to a landing page to get an additional 10% off of whatever offer, the secret offer was on Black Friday and also a messenger bot campaign uh, to have them opt into the messenger um, to get access to the additional uh, discount. And this was, this launched seven days prior to Black Week. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to go through every single step in, you know, and in yeah. process. Um, I have some notes here and we, we've had um, a discussion prior to, to this, to this call. Um, so how much just for, to, 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 to get people, you know, in perspective, how much was spent in this campaign um, for, in this campaign and what kind of revenue did you, did you realize? 
Um, so altogether, uh, we spent about nineteen thousand um, mm-hmm. on this. Uh, on the, I'm sorry. Altogether, we spent about fifty uh, forty five k on this uh on this campaign alone but on the first day that we launched the campaign we spent 4k on ads and made 140k in revenue wonderful wonderful one forty k divided by 4,000 <laughs> yeah. 350 ROAS if if you know yes. a 350 return basically yes okay so these are fantastic results they were yes. key steps you took um, you prime them up. You started out with priming up the audience um, one week prior. Um, now, was this a cold audience you were priming up or was this an existing audience you were priming up? It was both. So cold, uh, what we did emphasize on the cold more so, so that we can essentially put them in the middle and bottom of funnel during the launch, which essentially theoretically will be a cheaper CPM than if we were to go for a completely cold audience. So it was really to harvest. Um, yeah, it was really to harvest people. Most of the budget during this time went towards a cold audience so that we can put them in the retargeting stack, uh, during the week that we launched. um, Okay. Fantastic. Would you mind? Um, so this is the woman's clothing niche, right? Mm -hmm. And what was like the, was this a quite a broad product or um, was this specific to, um, you know, a certain demographic of women? Yeah. So it was um, uh, athletic wear. Okay. So leggings and sports bras were the main uh, products. Okay. And then um, was it the United States only or? Um, worldwide. It was worldwide. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, now let's, let's take the, the next steps. What was the audience you're trying to prime were you trying to get visits in terms of like you know pixel tracks or um were you trying to get engagement you know off, off the back of um you know the the priming or harvesting so we optimize for landing page views okay. just to make sure that they actually for uh for the website traffic that we were get, trying to get people to opt in and in, uh in order to access the additional discount during Black Friday. And then um, for the messenger bot, we optimize for link clicks. Okay. All right. And then um, what was the target with regards to getting them to opt in to, um, you know, to the messenger bot, um, you know, um, sequence? Uh, what do you mean by target? Uh, so, so target number of like subscribers, opt-in, messenger opt-ins. Um, so our results, um, we, well, the total that we spent was about $1,000 altogether during that time. Um, so we didn't really have, we just wanted to farm as many, (laughs) uh, as many top of funnel as possible. So we didn't really have a target. It was like, let's, our client had given us basically an unlimited budget and we just determined let's allocate about a thousand dollars. Let's run it for about five days. Um, and so altogether, we got on the messenger bot uh, about uh, 1,500 opt-ins at that okay. point. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what I love is the offer, you know, um, you had on the landing page, which was 
an additional 10% discount to whatever Black Friday, you know, deal there was. Um, the, which is, you know, absolutely brilliant, you know, because um, that, you know, in, in essence just, you know, excites me, you know, there's that formal effect. Um, so what was the eventual Black Friday offer um, and and um, what was the total, um, you know, savings uh, they were they were going to get, you know, once they they opted in initially um, at the you know audience yeah. stage. So it wasn't that high. I mean, uh, it was only about twenty percent um, during the Black Friday, the normal Black Friday discount, and then they would get an additional ten percent on top of that. Which, in comparison to some of our cl- other clients who were doing like. Um, uh, 50% off or a BOGO or BOGO 50%. It wasn't, it wasn't that high. And this client in particular, I think part of the success too, is they don't have ongoing discounts Mm -hmm. throughout the, uh, frequently throughout the year. And so the only two, they only do two sales per year. One of them is Black Friday and the other one is uh, a mid-year. Um, but again, it's not, it's not as high. Uh, it was, it's always somewhere between uh, 15 to 20%. Yeah. Chris, by, um, by UK standards, you know, 30% is ridiculously high. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's high, you know, um, you know, many retailers in the UK are just starting to take up. I mean, Black Friday has only been around in the UK for about five or so years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you, you'd be lucky to get, you know, um, 30%. Most, most, you know, retailers would be conservative at that 25, you know, percent max. Um, so Yeah. yeah, it's, 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 it is amazing. So, um, these guys were, so what did you then do um, once you got them to subscribe to the messenger bot sequence um, on, on the landing page? Um, so the, the key here is um, making, so just to clarify, when, I, when we say one week before Black Week, we mean one week before the Monday of Black Friday. Okay. And one the the reason why we had such a massive success in this particular campaign is that we launched the discount the Monday before Black Friday. So we came, we uh, launched it before anybody else did, and we captured those initial people that were ready to buy during Black Friday at a cheaper cost in terms of CPM. Because as you know, the yeah. CPMs go up; uh, they start going up Thursday. They ca- kind of creep up uh, uh, towards, mm-hmm, yeah, and then and then it it it. Uh, it continues to do so over the weekend until Cyber Monday. So that was one of the biggest contributors in terms of how we got that ROAS to be as high as it did because we uh, we launched it seven days before that Monday. So Monday, the Monday before mm-hmm. we um, had them opt in all week. And then when we did the launch of the actual uh, Black Week discount, it wasn't too far off from the time that they opted in. So we were still top of mind. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It, it makes absolute sense. So um, Black Friday this year was um, the 23rd of November. And then you guys started on the 19th, um, the, the offer, the first day Correct. of was on the 19th. Yes. However, you started to prime the audience between the 12th to the Correct. 18th. 
Um, and once that was primed, um, they were aware of the the offer. Um, CPMs were low. You were getting really, you know, um, low CPMs. Mm-hmm. And then you just hit it. You got the initial 400K, um, you know, was, was it? That, you know, the first day? Monday, which yeah. was the 19th. Yeah, the Monday was 140k, I believe. Um, and at then, the 4,000 um, uh, at the 4,000 spend, mm-hmm. and then you know, it, it you you kept the wheel going, um, and and then where was that the peak the first day? Um, when did you sort of peak in, in revenue? How how long, it, so it lasted between that Monday and Cyber Cyber Monday, I would think, Correct. which was the yeah. 26th. Correct. So it started to actually the behavior, um, it started to go down right around Wednesday and then it peaked again on Friday, on the day of Black Friday. Then it started going down on Sunday, right before Cyber Monday, peaked again Cyber Monday. And then after that, it just kind of went radio silent after Cyber Monday. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Then um, what about the, the, um, the, how did you get the, um, how did you plan and, you know, get the idea of, you know, um, launching on the Monday before, you know, how could you break down your, your thought process there? Because that's really, really, really novel and clever. Yeah. So actually it was actually the clients' um, previous campaigns that they did last year. So we went with, it was purely their suggestion and we went with it. Um, everything was super last minute in terms of getting the landing page ready because, um, uh, every, they were just, they were, they were just a little behind, but it came from them initially. And so we just went with it. And then now this is basically the strategy that we're going to advise for all of our clients for the following year is to, um, essentially, um, do it this exact strategy. <laughs> start early. Start yes. early. You know, CPMs are lower early. You know, yeah. most, most people start on um, Black Friday or Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. then they they run it to the end of the week after. And also, you have to bear in mind that mm-hmm. a lot of the Black Friday strategies uh, involve email marketing and yes. nurturing email marketing very early on. This had no email nurturing. I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask you about um, emails. Um, yeah. About other channels. Were, were they other channels? You know, supporting you, this initiative. So the um, initial, like you know, announcement of the extra ten percent off prior was just mm-hmm. weak their email marketing for this particular client was just weak overall, Mm. meaning that they didn't um, nurture, they didn't have like a a, a lot of um, flows, uh, segmented flows in Clavio, for example. Um, So this is actually a very effective um, strategy for those e-commerce businesses that don't have a really strong email infrastructure leading up to Black Friday, mm-hmm. like, such as this client. We did this was p- a pure Facebook play. Interesting, very very interesting. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. um, comms, you know, actual communication with um, with with potential and existing customers was that purely done on via Messenger and were. Was it purely done on Messenger or um, did you rely on the ads to actually remind and nudge, um, you know, um, um, the, the audience? So when are you referring to when we actually did the, uh, during the Black Week launch? Correct. The, the Black Week launch and um, was, 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 there, was there communication over the Black Week, you know, with, with the base, with the audience? 
Um, so we just, we basically harvested, um, the week before. So Monday through Sunday, and then, uh, during black week, we launched it Monday through conversion campaigns okay. and, um, and well, CBOs, um, and just pure conversion campaigns. So we didn't do any, uh, sort of, um, messenger reminder, for example. Um, although we did make an announcement from all of these subscribers through the many chat series. Um, but we also retargeted them, uh, through Facebook ads. So we, we kind of hit them all, all in, in all angles, uh, just in case we lost the bid, um, during the Facebook ads. Okay. So prior to, to a call, you, you, you mentioned, um, you know, you, something quite, um, you, you mentioned campaign budget optimization, which is CBO, yes. you're referring to mm-hmm. as CBOs. Um, yeah. It's quite a new um, feature of Facebook. Um, could you explain it to, to listeners who don't know about, you know, how CBO works, how campaign budget optimization works? Yeah, yeah. so um, we do so many tests um, all across all of our different accounts. And that's the advantage that we have as an agency is we can detect all the patterns in Facebook's algorithm, regardless of what vertical or niche that you uh, your e-commerce business is in. And so CBO became a very large focus of ours. Uh, once we picked up on some private Facebook groups, how some people were getting some success in it. And we have been experimenting with it for about, uh, six weeks. Um, and we realized that CBO was actually a very effective strategy and it was going to be even more effective with, uh, proven ad sets. And CBO is basically you determine your budget at the campaign level, and then you let Facebook optimize, um, and decide which ad set to allocate or which ad set um, to allocate the bid to, for example. And um, in this particular case, we decided to go with CBO based on our previous tests that show, hey, this is probably going to be a very effective strategy because all of our ad sets, most of it is going to be proven. They're all 80% of the budget went towards retargeting, middle funnel, bottom of funnel, and only 20% went towards the, uh, a cold audience. Um, and we just we just let Facebook decide. And because of the fact that we launched it the Monday before actual black Friday, um, it just, it, it, it allocated the budget real well. Um, and that was the reason ultimately why we got that seven X ROAS. It's amazing. Um, you know, the fact that you, you know, the, you're able to test actually run CBO campaigns on black Friday. Um, yeah. I, I was having conversations with other, you know, marketers and, um, you know, some were like, you know, um, it's going to be 50, 50. I just stayed clear of it. And, um, you know, you did it and, you know, it's was, it was wonderful because obviously you run the test, you know, with, with other campaigns, you rolled it out. Um, it was, you know, I was just risk averse. Well, it's, it's fascinating and, you know, really, really good. So did you see um, the spend gravitate towards specific ad sets? And if, if yes, which ad sets? Yeah, so it definitely gravitated towards um, the... Uh, it definitely gravitated towards like the warmer audiences, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it's funny because we're trying to determine like when does it allocate budget to other other ad sets and it really performs very similarly 
to if you were to have 20 ads on the ad set level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how you you see that if it, it, it's it's uh, what do you call that? It's biasing towards let's say one or two ads mm-hmm. in the first 500 impressions or right after the first 500 impressions. That's what it does on the CBL level, but it definitely gives all the other ad sets a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying to right now determine like, uh, is it at 500 impressions that it determines, okay, these are the winning ad sets or does it, d- does it, you know, after like, let's say 1500 impressions, we're not sure yet. We're still continuing to run the experiments to get those patterns, but overall it definitely biases towards like two ad sets that it knows, yeah. um, you know, that it's getting the most activity on or the most purchases. Um, and depending on your, uh, on your uh, manual bidding, obviously, um, yeah. it'll just, it'll just continue to feed, um, uh, money, uh, towards that particular ad set. It, it performs very similarly to how we have multiple ads on the ad set level. Keep us posted on, 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 on the outcome. Cause, um, I, you know, personally, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I make a decision, you know, based off on, you know, five, five thousand, five thousand is my magic word, um, number rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be interesting to understand how the algorithm, you know, um, you know, determines, you know, where, to, when to stop and, you know, when to to fire on. Yeah, and I actually have um, hired a data scientist and engineer. Uh, we, it's important for us because I think that as an agent on the agency level, um, I know that you can, you know, y- there's already these um, AI softwares that we can probably subscribe to. But for us, it's so important to actually see the Facebook algorithm patterns. Mm -hmm. It's part of the fun for us. And so um, we're building a dashboard, uh, you know, that basically aggregates all of the patterns Mm -hmm. over a period of 30 days between all of our accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing about our accounts is that it already meets the same conditions, right? These Mm -hmm. are all for e-commerce businesses that have at least 1.25% conversion rate, has a minimum AOV of 45 bucks, and is generating at least 60K per month in monthly revenue. And... um, and so, you know, we're, we're really, it's so fun to like, just, just try to understand what the, what the patterns are. And, and it's super interesting. The thing is, I don't know if you have any accounts where you have been, let's say running top of funnel ad sets. Let's say you're running like 10 lookalike audiences in mm-hmm. one campaign. These are normal website conversion campaigns. They're not CBOs. Um, and let's say for most of those ad sets, they're all, most of them are working. You've turned off the, you've turned off the ones that are not working. You have 10 ad sets that are working. And let's say you've optimized for over 50 conversions on most of those lookalike audiences, ad sets. If you were to revisit those and go to open your campaign, uh, on the campaign level, like, like edit on the campaign level, mm-hmm. Facebook begins to suggest to you, Hey, you're ready for a CBO. Um, you know, our algorithm has picked up that this is the time to turn on the CBO campaign, mostly because those ad sets have proven and they're performing at a high level. And that's really why I think the CBO campaign on Black Friday works so well because 80% of the budget went towards already proven audiences. We know exactly. marketing works really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so and so um, the theory here is that if you were to use CBO as part of your um, ongoing strategy or want to 
uh, incorporated into a strategy. It really works the best when um, you are really high. It works best when you have proven assets um, over a period of time. But if you want, you know, we are doing some tests right now to see how it performs on unproven ad sets. Um, we just started that uh, post Black Friday, um, and I'd be happy to share those results with you after four yeah. weeks of testing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, and unproving ad sets, you know, you know, powered by 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 you know by winning products by actually you know um great products that that match you know that the market that you know that that have a demand from the market um yeah and then you just let facebook you know do the rest this so, so um at the ad set level um how many ads do you typically did you run per per ad set so we ran about 21 ads and then ultimately we only turned off 3 so we let it choose from about 17. Mm. So, you let, you, so you let Facebook, you know, figure stuff out itself. You gave Facebook a lot of variation. Correct. Okay. And and then, um, and then you know, what kind of ad, ad creatives did you tap into? Did, you know, um, what, what kind of videos do you typically use? 15 seconds, 30 seconds, or longer form? So um, we... Do for Black well for Black Friday in particular it was very short. It was about ten seconds long, just saying, "Hey, like this is a Black Friday offer that we have," which is the very first thing is you see what uh, potential discount that you can save on, and then we do very rapid fire um, uh, images you know, in video format to show uh, well in particular like leggings, butt shots just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> convert it's the highest converting image are like butt shots you know so we just did you know a series of um of great um uh lifestyle images you know focusing on that area yeah the results um, people are after you know yeah. um, <laughs> that's, that's what they're after the whole gym shark uh, yeah. exactly yeah gym shark is all about looking good you know <laughs> exactly no and in, in females like athletic wear and the yeah. bum area is actually yeah. you know yeah. images they're just the highest converting images um, and so it was that, but then we also had a mix of other images that we knew in the past had performed really well. So we just had static uh, still images, and then we also had carousel ads. And um, it was just in terms of like the uh, type of uh, way how Facebook had allocated, you know, the budget or the bid towards one particular ad. Um, it. It, it, it's there's maybe one ad that it's used towards, but it's not significantly like higher than the rest. I would say um, it it really tries to give all the other ads a chance. But again, you know, Facebook's algorithm is so smart. You know, it it's it's like it'll, it probably knows which ad is probably going to convert this, this yep. particular um, person that yep. we're, we're we're bidding for. So. Um, so the more options that you give it, the better. Um, and we thought videos were just going to convert the highest. And in this particular account, it wasn't, it was, it was still images. Yep. Yep. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, especially, um, just given the, um, you know, um, the, the amount of 
ads on, you know, over that period, you know, um, it's, it's easier to consume, you know, image, image ads. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, Especially you, to like a warmer audience. They just, they exactly. are with you. And so they just go straight through to, you really product. don't need to explain anything. You just need to give them the offer and, you know, um, you know, and allow them to, to make a decision on whether to take, take on the offer or not. Exactly. Okay. Um, then finally, you mentioned um, in the notes, um, two months prior to the sale, we scaled up our, our ad spend from you know, 20K, 30K a month to 50K. Yeah. Why did you do that um, two months ago? Does, does that mean, yeah, why, why did you do that two months prior? Uh, again, it was, um, so for this particular client, they didn't have you know, they weren't in Clavio, they were on MailChimp and we just decided not to do an email nurturing series, which is what you typically do a couple months before Black Friday. We just decided to nurture on the ad side. And so two months prior, um, we scaled up the ad spend so that we can farm as many cool audiences as possible to bring into the warm audience and, um, and, and try to break even or, you know, get a three X, at least a three X which is in this particular account's case, that was our goal that we had um, agreed to during our contract was to get a 3x minimum ROAS. Um, and so, you know, it was really just to increase the size of our warm audience. Um, and then that way uh, it would be cheaper to um, to advertise the Black Week, the Black Week offer in general, um, as you know, to a warmer audience to retarget them for if they were already familiar with the brand. So, so, so your Black Week, so most sales from the am I right in saying that most sales in the Black Week, um, Black Week off, you know, campaign were second time, you know, purchases, given the fact that you'd already, you know, um, you're positively, you know, um, yes. with, with those, those positive ROAS, you know, two months prior. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Finally, um, this is a big question. It's a challenge for me. It's a challenge for many marketers out there. Is post what do you do post Black Friday? People have spent a lot of their money. Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 tend to. There's this tendency to. Um, see Roas, you know, drop, you know, off yes. of you. Oh, that yes. being said, there's the December, you know, um, you know, um, gifting, you know, depending on you know the kind of products you sell, you know, gifting period. How do you sustain, um, you know, um, advertising and you know, um, Roas and you know, positive Roas, you know, post Black Black Week and you know, post holidays. Um, well, really, it's really uh, after Cyber Monday, it's really, and in this case, it was, um, you know, the 26th, right? Mm-hmm. It just drops off throughout that week from uh, Tuesday through Friday, maybe even over onto Sunday. But everything starts picking back up, at least in our case, on the 3rd, basically the first week of December. And so we definitely scale back on the ad spend. We kind of go right back to uh, recalibrating. um, And we take that week for us to start creating um, the Christmas offers, you know, just trying to... uh, 
get ready for Christmas, which we feel like most of our clients, um, their cutoff date, like for the post office here in the US, the cutoff date is the 20th. And that guarantees that if you have, if they deliver by the 20th, then it gets out in time by Christmas. Um, and, and all the presents are made. They, it, it's in time for under the tree. So we prepare for the, we take that, we take that week ourselves to prepare for the Christmas campaigns. Everything dials down and then we dial it back up. And we're currently in the midst of that now where we dial everything back up, um, uh, on the first week of December. And, um, that's when we start basically nurturing again, nurturing colder audiences saying, Hey, you know, here's the holiday offer, which most of our clients have an holiday, uh, have a holiday offer that will be ongoing for at least three weeks in the month of December. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the, you can, you really just kind of have to go through the same process again during black Friday, because, everybody spends during Christmas. Um, and so we create new creatives we create new offers. I mean, it's just like doing it all over again. And then we take a vacation basically on January. Much deserved vacation. (laughs) (laughs) We just go to the forest and get, get like off the grid for a week and no, no internet, no phone, nothing. (laughs) Refresh, refresh. Absolutely. I'm from from the 20th. Um, Okay. um, Fantastic. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, You know, um, thank you so much for, for sharing. I, I did have, one of the questions, yes, I had a question with regards to creatives, planning out creatives. Does yeah. your agency, Sugatan, do the, the creatives or do, do clients get to you know, provide the creatives and then you, you execute off the back of that? So we, um, when I was a freelancer and it was just me, my forte was creatives. Um, and so we encourage every client to just when we onboard them to, they have a designated folder that they just plop all their creatives that we're allowed to use, whether that's still images or video content. And then uh, we have a creative team that goes in and we actually do the storyboarding. We create the magic out of those either still images or video content. We create our own creatives and um, we do have a template um, in terms of like, what kind of creatives that we use for the top of top of the funnel and the middle and the bottom of the funnel. And, um, we, uh, so we do everything. We just tell the client, just give us the stuff you want us to work with. And then we put everything together for them. And we also do the copy, the whole works. The more control that we have, the better. The better. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's uh it, you know it's it's a challenge for for some agencies um to rely on creatives from you know from from their clients you know to to, to actually execute there's so many dependencies and you know that control and I, I think it's it's a superpower for an agency to to have that you know um creative control and flexibility to to take action to yeah yes absolutely and we have two uh team members who is really what makes up our creative team she's a one is a graphic designer and one is a videographer mm-hmm. yep. they can't they can i trained them for about a period of two and a half months i worked very closely with them until they went off on their own to a storyboard on their own they just you know it, it took me two and a half months to train them to understand what works specifically on social media and um and 
each of them, they, they, they work very co interdependently. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to ask one person to be in charge of creating the creatives for one client, they couldn't do it without the other. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's really just about grabbing attention. Most people who go on Facebook or Instagram, they don't go on there. They don't open the app thinking I'm going to buy leggings today. You know, it really is interruption marketing and you have to kind of pull out all the stops to stop that thumb from scrolling and, and pulling their attention in the first five seconds. Um, so the more, and, and, you know, that's what we do as an agency. That's our, that's our responsibility is we, we need to know what works and um, we end up consulting the clients and that's really our bread and butter in the agency is um, we go for the two to three X row as at the top of the funnel. And I can, I can confidently say that it is the creative makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have to, now whatever creative works, we have to give uh, Facebook multiple variations of that creative at the top of the funnel. Because um, before when we first started, we used to just do like one video ad and then that would have ad fatigue over a period of, let's say between three to six weeks. And then we have to refresh it constantly. But then if we had multiple creatives at the top of the funnel for Facebook to choose from the shelf life of that ad set at the top of the funnel, just, it's just it's longer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it allows the ad set to optimize. Exactly. I, I recall um, a conversation with with um, a Facebook ad rep, and um, you know, it was like, "Can I, right now, it is all about creatives." You know, um, you know, anyone can can do media buying. Although I didn't agree with him in that one. <laughs> uh, <it was> like, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's all about creatives. You know, just you know, double down on the creatives because if the algorithm sort of picks up on you know, really good, you know, on basically engagements and actions, you know, off the back of, you know, creative, it doubles down and doubles down. So um, it gets, Oh my gosh. And we've seen on our, on our accounts, I remember before I understood, you know, when I first started out and I was just kind of tape before I understood what a high quality client was and um, that was positioned to scale. I remember taking on one particular startup and you know you just have variations of single images um and then the ROAS on that was probably like 1.8x and as soon as my creative team consulted this client on what kind of video content to produce um he he gosh I mean the creative was everything we you know the creative team created this uh, video ad, um, based, you know, it just made all the difference in the world. And the result of that was that he wasn't prepared for how many sales that we ended up getting on that account. And, uh, we had to slow down the scaling because he started, he just ran out of inventory in a period of, uh, five weeks. So, um, the create, it was, it was that. And I remember my ad buyer was like, "Mm, I really don't think this is going to be a great, product that we can do uh we can have high results and i was like it's just the creative we have to we have to you know it's a very particular angle that we have to go for we have to show the durability of this product through a video ad and we executed on that and it was just a phenomenal hit i mean he was getting cpa brand new account brand new pixel 
getting CPAs at you know six dollars just because of the video of just of the creative. Super impressive. Before I let you go, um, so speaking of top of the funnel videos, yeah. um, top of the funnel, um, you know, ads, video ads. What would you rather go for, long form, short form? Where are you seeing, you know, more results? You know, how are you getting better quality, um, you know, um, prospects? So we actually do um, a. We have a template for a top of funnel video ads. We 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 generate four. Two of them are typically 30 seconds to 45 seconds long that hit very different positioning angles about the product mm-hmm. uh, or the company. And then the third one is a 15 second one mm-hmm. that is like just um, the third one is a 15 second one. And then the fourth one is a different variation of the 15 second one. And the commonality between all four of those videos is no talking, like not relying on anybody to say anything about the product to try to get them to, um, to get, a uh, not relying on the user to have sound on okay. to pitch the product. Um, verbally and everything is just basically um uh just the word the, the overlay text is what yeah, subtitles yeah yeah it just Player subtitles yeah. that has to do not even subtitles not even subtitling somebody talking it's all visual it's all mm-hmm. visual and mm-hmm. it's just you know whatever you know music but um the visuals need to do the explaining and the selling as opposed to having somebody actually talking about so you don't have any text in, in the videos or we do have text text is what um is what does the storytelling okay, but cool. even if, so, if it was a recording of somebody test you know pitching the product or talking about the product um we remove that completely everything is conveyed through text it's 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 that you know subway user user experience you know you're you're on the subway you don't want to obviously not going to turn on you know the volume where you're at work you're not going to turn on the volume you know and you're you're just fiddling with your phone exactly exactly to to engage with, with, with such people in transit you know exactly and there's so many multiple ways that people save you know because of the fact that you can assume that most people are on the go and they get exposed to your ad they can either save it like there's an actual save or they take a screenshot um or they look up your instagram i mean you know uh the reality is that you really only have about 10 seconds maybe to convince them that this is something that they would be interested in buying absolutely Okay, Chris, thank you so much for sharing the case study on, on Black Week. Um, phenomenal, um, great nuggets. And I would love to connect again, you know, sometime in the future. So, um, yeah, you know, um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for doing what you do and just providing so much value for e-commerce businesses. This is uh, tremendous um, for anybody that's just really trying to figure it out. So you're such a great resource. And um, thank you for having me. Cheers. Looking forward to connecting with you again. Thanks so much. Okay. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2 xecommerce Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this 
podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.